I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back. You're listening to The Food Show with the regular hosts now. WWL 105.3. Phone number is 260-6368. We were talking about, gosh, all kinds of things. I am still looking for someone who would like to report on the Fête de Fromage. Yeah, and Fête Tom de Fromage. And uh, for someone who, what were you looking for, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> about, about the really fête, anything you have to fête, say. Fête de Fromage anything is. Anything you have to say. What, what was, uh, I know what all that means, but what was that? I don't cheese think. Cheese fest. A lot of cheese. Cheese fest. 150 cheeses. Who was, who was doing with that? With cheese makers from around the world. Mm, mm. And did Sounds you find good, any huh? that uh, grabbed you? Oh, well, I was in Los Angeles with you. Oh. Uh, it, anyway, I, is that is that who? We went to oh. we went to Italy yesterday, mm-hmm. which is another favorite place to go when I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm really glad there's one in Los Angeles because otherwise the only other one that I would get to go to would be in New York, but I never go to New York, so. They have a few more like, besides that. They have them around the world. Yeah. They have them in in Italy, which is Italy, kind of get it? interesting. Because <laughs> the first time I saw it in Europe, I thought, God, that looks like Italy. And then I went in and I thought, this is Italy. So they had Italy in Italy. They did. And it's a much smaller version, though. Anyway, uh, we had a really nice lunch outside. That's a really interesting place if you've ever been there, and if not, you should try to go. It is the brainchild of Mario Batali, and it is uh, just really, really nice. It's every imaginable food stuff from all regions of Italy where you can and, shop like a store. And wines. And, and then, and yeah, I mean, just it's it's just... Extensive. Seasonings. Uh, Extensive just, is the word the, for it. Anything that you could uh, you could imagine that's uh, Italy, Italian, they've got it. Olive I mean, oils it's, it's and chocolates. They yeah. have Venki chocolate, which is always wonderful, in my opinion. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. Today is National Potato Soup Day. Potato soup day. I didn't see that. I love a nice warm potato soup Uh, on a a day like today. Yes. Vichyssoise is a. That's that's well, actually, uh, I don't think it's Vichyssoise day. That's in in the summer today. It is today. Okay. Well. Yeah, don't mess with him. He's. I know Doug's on top of it, but uh, you certainly wouldn't eat a cold soup on a cold day. No, you really. I would eat a nice hot potato and leek soup. Doug, what other days are they? I am going to step away for just a second. I have something in my eye that I need to get out. So, Tom? Yes? You can carry it. Oh, I uh, continue to carry yes. the, sho- the food shoe. Uh, I have <clears throat> something for you, and I just happened to notice it on the, on the, on the, uh, paper. In the paper here. And uh, I want you to know about it because uh, we are closing in on Thanksgiving. 
and you might have your plants, uh, your your plants, your uh, Thanksgiving plans all put together. But if you haven't done that, or have, if you haven't even thought about it, uh, I have some resources for you. If you go to nomenu.com, n-o-m-e-n-u.com, you will find uh, we have put up a list of 75 restaurants. Hard to believe when I started putting all of these in in order, I couldn't believe that there were so many of them. But anyway, we we have those and phone them phone numbers and kind of a general idea oh, your of what Thanksgiving list for Thanksgiving because people are always asking me who's going to be open on Thanksgiving isn't any good blah blah you blah. Who's open this year that hasn't been <clears throat> previously? Katie's. Who? Katie's? Katie's is open. That would be something new. And they have a little bit of everything although yeah, the idea of Thanksgiving with uh, a turkey or a ham, it's just there's something wrong there. Why? But, uh, <laughs> uh, Isn't know, that uh, kind uh, of the standard menu? Unless you talk? just don't like, you don't like uh, any kind of traditions, is what that says to me. But but what what what, what care do, do know? I know? Uh, yeah. uh, clearly not much. So Thanksgiving and turkey are synonymous, which is why it's sometimes called Tea Day or Turkey Day. Because everyone eats turkey on Thanksgiving. We eat ham because you do a really good ham, but we also eat You've turkey. had my ham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're uh, laughing about here. This yes, is... I know. I know. Anyway, this year we're going to have a small Thanksgiving. Anybody doing anything different than something that Here's they've always thought. done for Thanksgiving? Yeah, what are you doing uh, specially? We have had a very peculiar Thanksgiving cavalcade of changes here mm-hmm. in the Fitzmorris house. Yeah. It all started when Jackson was born on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. And every year it's either a possibility that it's going to be on his birthday or his birthday is a week before Thanksgiving. And since he's been alive, depending on the year, we sometimes do Thanksgiving in California But this year, because Manresa got stuffed into the middle of those two days, uh, we're just sort of in limbo for Thanksgiving. And I actually thought about going out for Thanksgiving for the first time ever. But we're going to have instead a very small Thanksgiving, but not here. Well, you know, you can't do everything. I know. But uh, but this is a, a... a most peculiar development for Thanksgiving for the Fitzmorris family. I just don't know what, I don't know how I'm going to handle this Thanksgiving. Let's put it that way. Because Thanksgiving oh, used well. to be such a, such a fabulous, long-standing tradition in this house. I remember Thanksgiving where Thanksgivings where there were over 50 people here, and now this year is just the most pathetic former version. Yeah, a mere shadow of its former self. It's really uh, Thanksgiving, and and I don't even know, I don't even know what to cook because I don't, I I don't know. I, my heart's not in it. Mm. What do you so, like? I remember the the old days when we used to have a private stash of desserts for only Mary Lee and me. <laughs> <laughs> That's sneaky. <laughs> and, and a couple of other people. Who knew that we had made homemade ice cream sandwiches? Mm. That's not to say that nobody else got dessert. There were still three other desserts, 
but we had a private little stash of particularly wonderful you know, it's funny, ice cream sandwiches. it's funny that that should come up because at the very event that you and I are talking about in in our family. You mean over the weekend in L.A.? Yeah. We made ice cream sandwiches. Making yes. ice cream sandwiches. We made ice cream sandwiches for the first time in many years. And, and it seemed that they were just, you know, starting a new tradition. Well, no, they're not starting a new well, tradition. I don't think As a matter so. of fact, I think those ice cream, uh, those ice cream sandwiches will either be eaten by the nannies or in the garbage, one or the other, because I know that our grandson's not going to get to eat them, and I ate as many as I could, but then I left. So, (laughs) Uh, But they are really yummy, and I might have a recipe for ice cream sandwiches in the newsletter sometime soon. It's not that hard. It starts with a nice chocolatey shortbread cookie and then basic, you know, Breyers vanilla squished together. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> wrapped in aluminum foil and put back in the freezer. You about got it, yeah, at that point. And it was it was always great when we did it for um, Thanksgiving, probably 20 years ago. And I don't we don't do it very often, but we did it we did it over the weekend, and it was fun. Yeah. And, and really, really good. Those are really good ice cream sandwiches. I'm looking at the screen there, Tom. And it looks like you have a you you have a recipe list down here at the bottom oh, uh-huh. of all these. Is that for a Thanksgiving? Uh, In the old days of the 50-person Thanksgiving, this looks like the menu that we might have had. It, it looks like it It, it did. Uh, for example, you have Oysters Rockefeller, Oysters Bienville there. I don't and, think you've ever done that for Thanksgiving, Tom. Oh, I can tell you that I did, and I can tell you why. Well, because you love it, but I don't recall I, ever seeing I it. I love it is one thing. Yeah. But the other part of it is... Think about what goes into uh, Oysters Bienville. You have mushrooms, uh, garlic, uh, you have some uh, olive oil, and uh, you just you just keep on going down this list, and you realize that all uh, of th- th- this recipe could be two different things. It could be stuffed uh, egg uh, stuffed oyster stuffing for Thanksgiving, which a lot of people get into. Or it could be the, the same idea, but just done it in an oyster uh, Like sort put of on way. an oyster shell with an oyster. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know what? I'm looking at this list of, of recipes, and I just get sad looking at it because this is, this is from the halcyon days of the Thanksgiving at the Fitzmorris family. And uh, we haven't seen a lot of these recipes in a long time. Like, do you remember your melaton casserole? Yeah, yeah. And um, let's see, what else is that, on here? That's the same thing, in fact, as the oysters. What? The melaton casserole? <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it starts off one way and no, off. No, they're pretty pretty different, actually. 2606368 is the number. If you can figure out and can get some sort of apparatus to remove that from the screen, I would like to uh-huh. go back to... To listening, I mean, to looking at that at at the list of uh, recipes there. Oh, I know one of them is. <laughs> I'm laughing just just thinking of it. Uh, the days of the prickly pear, cactus, and cranberry jelly that yeah. never got made. It, oh, what do you? I uh, know. Well, okay, I did indeed it make it. It wasn't for Thanksgiving that you made it, Tom. You made it just to make it. And it never really became 
a jelly because the pectin levels were not right. So it was exactly mainly right. it was mainly like a sauce. Uh huh. And and it was really good and it was really pretty because that cactus, those prickly pear uh, cactus. And at flowers a certain time or, of or year, fruit. Yeah, the flowers really are, are a beautiful color. Yeah, but the, I do remember. I remember the same kind of failure. Failure with folks. you, and the prickly pear, cactus, and cranberry jelly, that I have experienced with every Martha Stewart project oh, I've really? ever. Oh, really? It's tried. a Martha Stewart thing. No, no, yours is your own. And I, I can sympathize with your failure to make the uh, prickly pear cactus actually a jam or jelly. I can sympathize with that because every Martha Stewart project I ever attempted went that way. Hmm. Well, that's about how it goes. I yeah, mean, but I, I'm looking at this list here, and I'm thinking these were the days of the Fitzmorris Turkey Day festivities. Well, my mother would have we laughed at this. we were in our this, absolute prime, and and I'm looking at the mushroom and Gruyere bread pudding, which you made merciless fun of me for, which was actually <laughs> really good and kind of avant-garde because people started doing it around town. Um, and the melaton and root vegetable gratin, which was really good. You had your... Um, uh, what are those things that look like parsnips? The parsnips and melaton. Yeah, and I would put them in anything rutabaga. that was going to be a, a, a. It was a root vegetable. It was a root vegetable. Yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. it was really good, and you made it a couple of times, and that was it. But it was good. Ah, popovers, another disaster. Remember popovers? Uh, uh, well, I don't remember attempted popovers. Attempted popovers. That's more. They were never actually popovers. Popovers, um, for those who might not have ever heard of them or done anything with them, it's it looks like a, a, a muffin uh, or a bread, a, a bread kind of muffin. But what it really like an is, kind of thing. It's is a it what? A, is it a pate pate choux pate? Oh, uh, I wouldn't call it that, but it it was a a a, a light kind of texture to it and you you had to act on them very quickly you 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 could can't just throw them in the oven and then go do something yeah, else you did try it once as i recall yeah oh yeah do but you it's the not year that you did thanksgiving and you were really <laughs> and i was a what you were obsessed with baking your own bread for a couple of years i was and yeah. i remember the time when people arrived at the house and the only thing that was available for consumption, and not even that yet, was bread, because all the other stuff was waiting for the bread to be baked, but the bread was still not finished baking yeah, yet. And then I when remember it came that out, very it wasn't well. even good enough to eat. Yeah. So it was one of those utter disasters, the bread baking years. Those were those were sad. Now that I'm well, now that I'm thinking about our sad upcoming Thanksgiving, I'm thinking of all of the uh, Thanksgivings that I remember fondly, but they were pretty disastrous themselves. Well, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah, two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Yeah, all of that is true, and it's the food show, and all of that. 
Uh, if you are interested in Thanksgiving or any other uh, ever, any other food thing that you're doing this year, call us up, and uh, we can give you lots of info. All made but right here. But why would here. they want it after we just ta- after well, we I just mean, said yeah. the things that we said? I we don't know if anybody know. would call up and say, I don't know if I should take their advice. Well, I can't solve all your problems. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll come back with more of the Food Show in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello there. You are uh, joining us here on the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here with you. Uh, sometimes it's even more than fun. What's your idea of more it's fun? It's delirium. Delirium? Yeah, I guess that could be arranged. <laughs> we uh, would love to hear from you about whatever is uh, eating you or you're eating it. it. Call us up and tell us all about it. We've been digging into Thanksgiving a little bit here. That's... You know, you don't have to stick with any particular question or issue around here. You can talk about whatever you want to. And you are when wanted here. So give us a call and tell us, what have you been cooking? 260-6368. Call right now, Back you'll get right overs. in. So Lots pop-overs. of popovers. Yeah. Popovers. I remember your, you had your, your long-held desire to do Christmas dinner. In a very British sort of way. Oh, yeah. With the big, big beef tenderloin and the popovers. Yeah. What do they call that? What kind of pudding? Yorkshire. Uh, Yorkshire pudding. And this was what you would and have. And the Yorkshire pudding. If you did the, if you did the, uh, the, the bread that, uh, or. The popovers. The rolls, yeah, the popovers. If yeah. you wanted to, it to be a true Yorkshire or a. Uh, you need to capture all of the juices, the jus, right? It's, it, it and then you out, work right? it into you work it into the uh, other ingredients, and then you put it in the oven, and then t- it finishes up. Yeah, but and, it never did come out that way for us. Yeah, well, it's not easy. <laughs> but I I had a couple of them come out. I, I wasn't good at it, but it, they, they were real good. They're anyway, delish. you know what we had over the weekend? We went to uh, the Royce Steakhouse, which is the fine dining establishment inside the Huntington Langham Hotel, or the Langham Huntington. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which way it goes. But anyway, um, I remember the first time we went to the Royce was probably eight years ago. And at that time, it was just called the Royce. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the most pretentious oh, they were that. meal I've ever had. But it wasn't pretentious in any offending way it was pretentious in a wow kind of way and they weren't snooty or anything it was just the ultimate in service you know table side and just the ultimate that i had ever experienced i'm sure there are places even higher end than this but it was really an incredible meal and i left thinking you know that was pretentious, mm-hmm. but it was also superbly delicious, and I didn't mind the fact that it was pretentious. And then a few years ago, it became the Royce Steakhouse. They didn't change anything about the decor, which is really kind of cool. I like the decor. It's very, very, very modern. But um, it was it's a steakhouse now. Yeah. And they and we've had several meals there over the years since it's become the Royce Steakhouse. And one of the things I talk about the bread basket. The bread basket there has gruyeres or gruyeres mm-hmm. or however you say it. 
the little cheese puffs, which are essentially the same thing as a popover. Very similar. I mean, the only difference in that is that those are little herbed cheese puffs, and this popover is the same kind of pastry, but in a muffin tin. And looks like a muffin and has nothing mm-hmm. on the inside. I mean, that's the kind of the key to it. It's nothing on the inside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's basically yeah. it. Did yeah. you like those? I love them. They were yeah. if you got them done well. There were only a couple of restaurants in the city that did it. The Rib Room used to, but oh, they, they they were they are were we never about popovers. Or are we talking pop, about Bougiers? Pop. Oh, I'm sorry. We, I thought I, we were still on pop. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm talking uh, about this. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just a little, a little puff. Yeah. But anyway, they also have a good olive bread in that basket and a regular crusty yeah. European rustic bread. What? Let, let's come back to it because we have Cheryl on the phone, and okay. I thought you might like to hear from her. Yes, I would. Cheryl, you Hi, there? Cheryl. Yes. Hey, Marianne and Tom. I was watching Ina Gardner yesterday, and Who? she was prepared. Uh, Ina Gardner. Ina Gardner. Anyway, okay. uh, she was preparing for Thanksgiving a turkey breast that she had <laughs> butterflied and, and deboned. And I was wondering who in the area would do something like that for me. Wow. I, who would do a turkey uh, breast? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think a lot. And she had prosciutto in it. Was prosciutto? She, uh, okay. Yes. And uh, onions. And it just looked really good. And for, did, for a change. Did you eat it? No. Are you saying no. a prosciutto-wrapped turkey breast? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to have to think about that. Because there are places that are offering turkey breasts, and I'm sure if you asked them to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's become very popular. And were willing popular. to pay for it, they would do it. Um, and to debone, debone it and a butterfly it? A butterfly it, too? Yes. Hmm. Wow! To butterfly, wow. to butterfly a turkey breast. Yes. And wrap it in prosciutto. So you'd have like two pieces. Is that the idea? No, she she put the prosciutto inside the turkey breast and uh-huh. rolled the turkey breast and you know strung it up. And, oh, uh, oh! So you're talking about a roulade, like a a turkey yes, breast roulade? Yes. 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 Oh, why would you want that? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> don't I mean, don't talk me, me out there of is it. <laughs> very, there is absolutely, I mean, this is just my opinion, but should anything that was previously living be roulotted? <laughs> it's an interesting thought. Even by Ina Garten? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess we could find, you know, you know who would probably do that for you? The same person who would do anything you asked. Andrea would do it. He he just might. He's he's pretty good at that. He's got his own uh, his own staff. I'm, of... I'm sorry to keep coming back to this incredulously, but Ina Garden pounded out a turkey breast, put prosciutto in it, and rolled it up. Yes. Okay. I'm clear now. I'm clear. Okay. <laughs> I, I, what, I, what's to be done next is another I, question. I don't know what to say. Um, so you want this done for you? You you wouldn't want to do it yourself? No, I'm gonna do it myself. I just want somebody to debone the turkey breast and uh, uh-huh. and butterfly it. 
Oh, oh, you know where you could get that? I am sure that you could get that at any number of the kinds of places that do the turduckins and things. There's a place called, is it Chris's? Um, oh, yeah. Right Harrison, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Chris's Specialty Meats. It's on the corner of Harrison and West End. Uh-huh. I am right, sure right. if you ask them to do it, they would do that. There's a place Perfect. called Bergeron's on the North Shore. There's yeah. a place mm-hmm. called the Gourmet Butcher Block, if it's still around. They are. On the West Bank. Uh-huh. So wherever you are, there is some kind of... Okay, and Doug, the... the uh, the ever-present voice of reason and information on the food show has said Langensteins and Dorignacs. Yeah, that'd be really? pretty easy to get somebody to debone that and, and give it to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That, I thought oh, you were you talking about so having somebody helpful. cook it for you. Well, that's no, what no, we no, try no, to I, be. I, no, no, no. I can do that because, like I said, oh, I'm okay. a big fan. I'm a big fan of hers. And like uh-huh. I said, I've never had a failed recipe with her. And believe me, you have to trust me, watching this uh, show yesterday, it really looked good. And instinctively, I thought, this is going to work. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of having turkey anymore, you know, oh, really? uh, other than saving it for turkey burgers later. Uh-huh. But, uh, like, a, you know, this I thought was an interesting spin or change. Okay, so you need to call us back after this yeah. has taken place. And I okay. want to see. I want to see what that looks like. Would you send Tom a picture of it? Tom at nomenu.com and call us back I'll... and give us a blow-by-blow report of your turkey <laughs> roulade with uh-huh. prosciutto. Y'all have very good things. Well, okay. you know, it's a, we we live to enjoy. That's that's what. Well, it's yeah. So you should me... be able to get that any place. Okay, thank you so much. And you've given me a challenge now because I feel like I've been challenged here. You have. You have. It's truth or dare. We dare you to do the turkey roulade. Oh, God. And then call us, okay? Okay. I'll let you know. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Now, this is not a a, a classic roulade. This is not a classic roulade at all. It's more like a, a turkey breast sandwich. Wow. uh, Well, anything roulade is rolled. Well, this is not rolled. It, it isn't. No, it is not rolled. Well, thought, you take two halves. So you take the, in it and the, then the inside, yeah, and you put them it. together just like, like you fold oh. a sheet of paper, okay. and like then a, you like tie. Like a prosciutto turkey taco. Yeah, okay. per, that's it. Yeah, and then you okay, t- you tie then. string around it, put it yeah, in the okay. oven, and yeah. boom, there you go. Sure. Okay. All, All right. right. Anything else? <laughs> well, I hope not. No, Doug, that's what you're there for, to keep us straight. Yeah. Uh, well. To set us on the straight and narrow. Mm. If only we'd go there, right, Doug? Doug? Uh, <laughs> he's gone away now. We've, we've bored him to he's death. He's gone back into his his little mushroom. Well, anyway, okay. we, we keep on going here with the food show. 260-6368. Give us a call if you would like to chat, because we're back. Oh, excuse me, it's the food show, and here I am, and it's Tom Fitzmorris, along with all the friends of our, our, and families and, and, and. Yeah. Anyway, Tom is slowly descending into into the pit of. Of the cold. 
the cold germs are yeah, hovering over and getting a tighter and tighter grip on you as the show goes on. I told you, vitamin yeah, C. Yeah, no, you were right about that. Vitamin C. It turns out it actually is a force field. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Yeah. If you would like to chat about anything at all, we were talking a little bit about Thanksgiving, highlighting our failures over the years with Thanksgiving. I might just do a mac and cheese this year. Yeah. Gee, that, and... I don't think anybody ever does that. <laughs> Actually, the mac and cheese, Tom, at the Royce was delicioso. Did you like that? I, I thought it was really great. Well, you... Uh, I, I thought it was really great. I thought the cream spinach, not so much. But you liked your steak, although Tom continues to ask for something that he shouldn't. Which is? Tom, the heaviest proponent of eat it where it lives, Yeah. does not practice what he preaches. So whenever we go anywhere... And he gets a steak, like yeah. in Pasadena, uh-huh. and asks for sizzling butter. Yeah. It was interesting to watch that because, first of all, it wasn't they sizzling. had no idea what you were talking about. And second, uh, I mean, the steak was cooked perfectly as you asked, and it sat in the middle of the plate with nothing around it. And it was sort of a, it was sort of almost an existential kind of art piece. Hmm. A beautiful square white plate with a circle steak, no real juices coming out of it, just sitting right there. So Tom says, can I have some sizzling butter? So he's thinking he's at Charlie's Steakhouse, and he's going to get sizzling butter. Hmm. And what he gets is this little ramekin of opaque butter that looks like it wants to melt, but it isn't at all. And so then you ask them for actual sizzling butter, and what you got that time was clarified butter, but there wasn't anything sizzling anywhere. And finally, yeah. I had to remind you that it wasn't New Orleans or Charlie's Steakhouse or Ruth's Chris or Mr. John's or any of the places who are used to serving it. With does Keith Young serve it with sizzling butter? He doesn't. Does uh, he? No, they no, they they do. I don't do. think they do. I think you have to ask for it. I know that Pat Gallagher does. Uh, I I think you, you, you maybe you need to ask, but you don't have to ask much. You yeah, know, of course they, not. They get it but right. But I'll out. bet you if you ask for a steak at Dory's Metropolitan, you don't get sizzling butter well, unless yeah. you well, ask that's... for it there. And maybe you still don't get it there. I don't know. But New Orleans does have its unique approach to a steak mm-hmm. with sizzle, sizzling butter. Why should everybody Tom, eat the same thing? Well, that's what I'm saying. You always say eat it where it lives. And yeah. then you go someplace like that and you say, can I have sizzling butter? That's not eating it where it lives, is it? It isn't. You you have caught <laughs> a... Uh, you've caught a... a, uh, a yes. A, what's, what's the word? A, a hole fallacy. in... A fallacy. A fallacy. Yeah. Okay. Two six zero six three six eight. Uh, Tom, I see yeah. also on your Thanksgiving list, apple pan dowdy. Apple pan dowdy. When have we ever had apple pan dowdy? What is apple pan dowdy? It's a pastry, and it's um, and it's it's uh, associated with the people who live up in uh, in Iowa and uh, Illinois in. Uh, I want to sing the song, but first of all, I can't remember it. And two, I don't want to get you started. So. You ain't no bang, 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 yeah, I mean, it's though. something like that. Yeah. 
Sunstone Apple Pan Dowdy. Anyway. Oh yeah, well, that was in that was uh, 1930s. Yeah, it was 19... really a yeah. long time ago when things were very very different than they are now. If anyone if anyone listening to us right now knows how these uh, sing for your Pan no, Dowdy, no, 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 no. Okay, no. okay so um, I mean you can if you want. I'm just saying no, please don't. Um, so if you are looking to do something unusual for Thanksgiving, yeah. as our last caller was, yeah. spurred on by Ina Garden, Garden, how are you say Garden, however you say her name, um, give us a call because I would like to hear it. Speaking of Food Network shows, I don't think she's on the Food Network. I think she's on PBS or something. But um, I remember while we were at the hotel looking at you know, just TV to go to sleep, and um, Guy Fieri uh-huh. was there. Yeah, I saw him on a few TV shows <laughs> while we were. I know he bugs you, but I think he's, I like him. Anyway, so. He doesn't like New Orleans. So, well, is that the barometer of everything? Yeah. Whether or not you like New Orleans? Yeah, actually. To you, it is. Actually, but, I don't think he ever me. did say that. But not to me. And yeah. that, isn't that Bobby Flay? Don't you have him confused with Bobby Flay? Yeah. Okay. So so here he is at his place in Cancun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom, the Marys must be such a disgrace to you. But but he has this menu item. He went and visited his own place in Cancun. He did a special on Cancun and it was all these other restaurants and then his own place there. And he serves <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing that that is just Appalling. so antithetical to everything the food show is about. But Guy Fieri has what, what he calls trash can nachos. There you go. <laughs> it's the most design. It's the most divine work of art. When Mary Lee and I saw that, it was a question of whose eyes were bigger saucers. It was this pile of nachos stacked high with pulled pork and beans and cheese, and it was the ultimate presentation of nachos. And so Mary Lee was trying to figure out how we can go to Cancun to eat Guy's trash can nachos. Anyway, we were looking at him, and we were looking at all the things he was eating, and we looked at each other and we said, can you imagine how he must feel? You know, if the, Molly Kimball was here, she'd say, probably not very good. The, the one that keeps coming back to, to me is uh, is he, he did one of those uh, programs where he would fix up a restaurant so it would be That's better. That's on than, him. Huh? That's on him. I think it is. That's no, not. Well, you got your Food Network people confused, and that could be because you uh, never ever watch Food Network. Or so, yeah, in short, anything. you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll I'll take your word for it, but uh, it's not him. There's Gordon Ramsay. There's yeah, all those I know about him. Do the kitchen nightmare thing, but it's not Guy Fieri. He doesn't do that. He just eats. He had uh, for a while anyway. He was hooked up with that place. Like it was. Two women, and I forget, I forget what it was. It two was, women. It was in. Uh, uh, I mean, it was. That's who was, you know, working on the, on the. Okay, I don't know. I don't either. And we don't have time to explore this. Two six zero six three six eight, and you should never talk Food Network, Tom. No. No, you never watch Food. Network. I never watch it. No. Yeah. 
Anyway, these nachos folks looked really great. <laughs> yeah, well. Maybe we could do some kind of nachos for Thanksgiving. If you have something special you're doing for Thanksgiving, call us. We would like to hear it. And maybe someone else will try it, too. You never can tell. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of not going to get to do much for Thanksgiving this year. No? How come? But I'm going to do it all for Christmas. Ah. So I'm going to really lay it on thick for Christmas. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to get some, I, I'd given... Allie's oyster shells yeah. to Jude uh-huh. because he likes to. I mean, we don't entertain much anymore, but but he does. But then he said, and, and you know what? I I should have realized that he would never be able to use those. So uh, I wanted to take them back and bring them back with me this year so that we could use them at Christmas and and do some char grilled oysters on this outdoor grill. But but we'll we'll we're going to do them anyway. We're going to do them anyway. And I want to do my uh, crab beignets, and I might even try the oyster thing that I've been looking to do with the flash fried oyster, um, at someone else's house. <laughs> well, that, that they have always, a gorgeous outdoor kitchen. That so makes it life matter. easier. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, that's I, I'll have to save all of my experimentation of dishes for Christmas instead of mm-hmm. Thanksgiving because we're we're it's really going to be a simplistic kind of thing. Who's going to sing the songs? You know what? You know what? Um we went when we were at Jude's, they went uh-huh. and had breakfast at Porto's. Porto's, yeah. Which is this incredibly mind-blowingly successful Yeah. Cuban restaurant. Oh, I've heard about them. In Burbank, California. I mean, this is a true American success story. This place is packed every minute it's open. And it's it's basically Cuban American kind of things. But he brought these things to the to with him. And they they do like a, a a seasonal potato croquette, which is a Cuban thing. And inside the potato croquette, which is then deep fried, is whatever it is that they're celebrating. And so this potato croquette, I forget what it's called. If anybody knows what a Cuban potato croquette is called, Doug, uh, let me know. And inside of this potato croquette it was a thanksgiving variety potato croquette and they had turkey and gravy and i guess that was it but it was it was like swimming gravy inside the potato croquette which was then deep fried did you have one of those tom i think it's called a bomba i've heard it's of called it. a bomba but uh in, and uh, in the the Kids love it. Yeah, it was good. No, that's La Bamba. That's, uh, La Bamba. <laughs> but, but oh, I they think kept this, screaming I think for the it. Cuban name yeah. for this potato croquette is called a Bamba, Bamba. and uh, and it was good. It was good. It's kind of like the version of Turkey Bennett. Poor Boy. That was Bennett's favorite. That uh, they do at uh, at Parkway for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Has anybody had that? By the way, the Turkey Poor Boy this year. I made it a point to promise myself that I'm going to go over to Parkway 
one of their Thursdays where they serve the Thanksgiving poor boy. It's only on Thursday. And if you don't know what that is, it is turkey with dressing, with cornbread stuffing or, or some kind of dressing there. And um, cranberry relish, I guess, or cranberry sauce on a turkey poor boy. What is What are you saying, Doug? Is it a bomba? What is it again? Tom's busy sneezing. Yeah, sorry. You. Excuse me. Really? Really? A papa's? Yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, I think that is what he said. I think that is what he said. Anyway, um, thank you, Doug. It's a, on Thursdays, they have this really long line to get a Parkway poor boy turkey or Thanksgiving poor boy. And this is a good chance to mention this. Because there's only, I guess, what, two? Well, one of those would be Thanksgiving Day, but uh, next Thursday coming up. Um, if you want to skip the line, you can pay $50, and that goes to the Copeland Foundation Cancer Research, which is a really great, promising, promising thing. So yeah, it, it uh, so go have your turkey, poor boy. Pay your $50. Do a good deed and call us and tell us what it's like. Yeah. 260 Let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Did, did you go? Did to anybody the call hotel? about the Acoustic Pace event? You went? I said, yeah, I went. Did anybody call about it already? No, no, I want to hear about it. Yeah, it was really nice. They uh, they had a tremendous turnout. I don't know how many people were there, but I would say in excess of a couple hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite. It wasn't. It wasn't uncomfortably crowded, but let's just say it was very full. Uh huh. And uh, it was pretty interesting when you walked in. They gave you one of these little carry platters that you could hang a glass right. of wine yeah. on and uh-huh. put your little. Yeah. And in addition to that, they gave you two silver bells. One was a silver silver bell, and the other was a gold silver bell. And the well, silver which is silver it? Gold bell. Gold or silver. One of each. Oh, Are we wow. talking they, the candy? Are we talking the candy? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay. Huh. The foil was well, the foil on one was yeah. silver, and the foil on the other was gold. Hmm. Okay. And the the silver one was for a glass of Dom Perignon, and the gold one was for a glass of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Hmm. So they didn't have enough of either one of those where you could just <laughs> keep going back to get more and more. But uh, it was it was pretty unique the way they decided they were going to you know going to uh-huh. allocate that uh-huh. and uh those were pro- without a doubt the two highlights of the evening as far as beverages were concerned the food spread was quite good um roast beef um, oh so they had food too i thought it was just cheese and wine no well they had a, a huge display of cheese out in the uh-huh. main ballroom okay. i mean they must have had they must have had no less than maybe 20 different people set up out there with different cheeses oh wow but uh-huh. it the smaller room on the way to the courtyard, they had uh, they had a, a, buf- a buffet. It was a buffet. It wasn't a buffet. <laughs> and it was, it was a God. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only disappointment, the only disappointment I had, and it, I didn't really go there to drink wine. I kind of went there more for the social aspect of it. But they had three stations with wine, and most uh, most of what was at three stations was the same. 
Uh-huh. And I, I didn't really, I didn't really get the concept of that. You know, why have the same ones in three yeah. different locations, other than to, you know, have the crowd not be all lining up at one place. Yeah. There were a couple of di- at each station. There were a couple of additions, but it was mostly the same ten or twelve lines that were at all three places. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It was worthwhile. I thought it was fair. You know, uh, the price was fair for what. Was it a good value? Out. Do you think? Like, you I think, think it was. Next fair, year? I think it was a fair value. I don't think okay. it was. You know, I mean, eighty-five is pretty substantial. Uh-huh. You know, when you get up to 80, yeah. 85, you you almost at Nalfi grand tasting fees there. Uh-huh. But uh, it was it was it was very elegant. You know, it was. Uh-huh. Cocktail, was it the whole bar. hotel or just in the the ballrooms? It was in the ball, the main ballroom, as well as the courtyard, and as well as the adjacent room to the ballroom. Okay. So I, that was uh-huh. the first time I'd actually been in the hotel. I had been oh, there. Oh gosh, isn't it gorgeous? To eat. It's a beautiful place. They put oh, a lot of money in that place. All right, I know we're running out of time. Did Tom? Did you say something earlier about wanting to have a question about? Age champagne, a mature champagne. Did you yes. have something yeah. for that? Uh, what was no. that all about? No, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing an article, and he brought, he's I, trying to bring champagne to I a dinner know. on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. We well, talk about champagne again. <clears throat> but uh, all right, you know, have a good evening. All right. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. See what you. Say? He said. Uh, Thank you and good night. Or something oh, well, like it's that. too bad because I, I feel like he could probably have answered that question. Yeah, well. It yeah. was it was um, a champagne. Uh, what was it? It was Veuve Clicquot? Uh, Veuve Clicquot. No. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Grand Dame, wasn't it? Grand Dame. And it turns out I have two bottles of it we have that a have been one. aging for quite a while. But you have a newer one, and then you have a 1985, which is half full now. Right. And yeah. so the question was, what happened to the other half of it? Because it's sealed. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. I mean, this is not something that many people ever get the opportunity to try. Uh, well, wines, especially champagne, it, they don't age the same way that a red wine does. Anyway, I just thought it would be a, a good little idea and uh well i'm sure somebody I, knows the answer to that and I, yeah. i'm sure mike knew the oh answer it's to it's that, not real certainly it's not a it's not a, a challenge or anything like that it's just offbeat well i'm curious i want to hear it well okay we'll arrange but you already it. told me that it's just it evaporates and the bubbles go away and, that's and right they left. do but it's just so peculiar to see a bottle of wine or champagne that is completely sealed yeah with half its contents in it yeah well, it's different, that's for sure. Yeah, but it was all it was all um, dusty, and it it definitely had the look of something really old. And even though 1985 isn't yeah. really old, it's kind of old for wine, is it or not? I don't know anything about it. Hey, well, it's it's still, you know, it, there are lots of variants that come into the scene if you depend on how interested you are in it. Well. Okay. I am. I. I want to. I want that. I want Gregory's Beaujolais Nouveau visit to be the first of many through the holiday season because uh, I would like to get an education on some more obscure champagnes as we get closer to the end of the year. Tom, we're not done with the show. Why are you taking off your headset? Two six zero six three six eight. We even. Well, we have. We have several clocks, all of which are different. Uh, yeah, I know. So, in keeping with your own advice to me, use that one right there because yeah. that one is only two minutes away from the top of the hour. 
Anyway, we have now uh, to round out the, or I should say to recap the show, we now have a challenge out to one of the callers who is going to um, do an Ina Garten. It's not a rolled breast, but a folded turkey breast, uh-huh. just a turkey breast. I don't know why you would do a turkey breast when you could do a whole turkey and then have the bones for turkey gumbo after. I guess it must be what you feel like getting out of it. Uh, well, I, I love I love a turkey gumbo. You know that turkey gumbo that we went to that party and it was Tony, Tony, Tony's, Toka, I think. Anyway, Tony's uh, gumbo, and it's it's a ruleless gumbo, but it is yeah. really delicious. You know the one where we saw Octavia last year. All right, that's the end of the show, folks. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Hope you have a great meal. Yeah. We are off to do our thing for the Thanks. evening. And you are too, and we will see you tomorrow, or you will hear us tomorrow anyway. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 